Welcome to the Sacred Gatherings Podcast, formerly known as the Woo Woo Therapist Podcast. Sacred Gathering Podcast is created by Kathleen Stark, a therapist, a life coach, an empath, and intuitive. Creating a safe and sacred community to engage in healing, learning, and growing. Each week, tune in to listen to different topics about mental health, integrating spiritual development with our healing journey, storytelling, and inner wisdom with some dark humor. The Sacred Gathering Podcast is a safe and sacred community for the collectives on their soul's journey that opens the door for listeners to understand how to dive deep into healing, learning, growing on their soulful awakening that aligns with their truth. Welcome to another episode of Sacred Gatherings Podcast. I'm actually doing this on video um, for the first time. Uh, My name is Kathleen Stark and I'm your host. I am so excited and nervous at the same time doing a podcast video. Um, This is my first time. So bear with me. Uh, I will um, do my best to move through this. I'm excited to be back to talk about all the things that's been going on and um, in my life. And you can see that I'm nervous, right? You can see that I'm nervous, but that's okay. the video will be on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. There isn't a video, it's audio. So wherever you're listening um, or watching, thank you for being part of this community. Um, so let's get into it. I have my little cheat sheet. I like to have the things kind of written out when I'm doing a podcast. So you get to kind of see me, uh, Spotify listeners, or wherever you're listening or watching me in action with um, reading my notes a little bit here. So I wanted to talk about um, the healing journey and the love and light, the myth of all of that in the healing space, our spirituality communities. And I, I want to dive into like the reality of the healing journey and the love and light kind of combination and it's not what you think because I am learning more and more as I dive deeper um, into the healing space and understanding where we're at on each phase of our journey that love and light does play a key role but it is not the whole part of the journey we absolutely need to be in our dark place Um, that is known as our shadow self. And when we are not in the shadow space or in those shadow moments, and we're just love and light, love and light, high vibing, we are actually kind of avoiding, not even kind of, actually avoiding getting deeper with where our healing is actually needing to be focused on. So I'm going to be breaking down some of the myths that surrounds the love and light approach to healing. 
um, it's a time, it's really a time to embrace our shadow self. And you, if you've been following me on Instagram at woo therapy, um, you'll know I talk about shadow work and I mean, there's social work, not social work, um, social media talks about, um, the shadow work, uh, but they also remind us that it's important for us to integrate both light and dark. And in this spiritual community, when I started really diving deep four years ago, one of the things I noticed was light and love and high vibration. And I really was like, yeah, I want more of that. But what I found out through my own healing work and working with my clients, um, that doesn't get to the deep healing. That doesn't get to the root of where we are in our journey and it doesn't um, get to the root of our deepest um, wounds that we've been carrying around. So I want to talk about that today. And again, bear with me being on video. It's been a while since I've done something like this, but for my podcast, this is like, eek. Um, no editing. Oh, I don't like doing a lot of editing. So this is going to be interesting. It's in raw form. All right. So over the past four years, uh, I've been on a roller coaster ride of healing and uh, self-discovery. I've been always in a healing space for the last, I would say, 20 years off and on. Um, but the last four years really got me... Uh, deeper in it. And it was a roller coaster ride because through that journey, I was learning a lot about myself. I was learning a lot about where I was coming from, where I had come from, where, where was I at in that moment and where was I going to? And it was huge. It was a lot of ups and downs. It was a lot of dark nights of the soul, which I call like deep in your dark moments with anxiety and depression and really looking at the parts of myself that I didn't like very much. And I didn't want anyone else to see, like I was hiding it from myself and I was trying to hide it from the world. But quite honestly, I, I realized that is not healing. That's just avoiding. And so today I wanted to share six significant lessons that I learned from kind of transforming into who I am today, you know, really getting it to know who I am. And it's funny because I turned 50 in October and I just had all these aha moments as far as doing a lot of self-reflecting. And um, there was a lot of change going on during that time too. Lots of change uh, that really got me into doing other things and planning and really recognizing I am living my own life and I am this, I am the hero of my own story. And there's things I tell my clients um, all the time, like you are a hero of your own story, but I was struggling to see it within myself. And so I do a lot of self-reflecting of where have I been over the last four years? And um, man, a lot came up and there's some huge lessons that I want to share with you. So let's get Let's just get to it. Um, lesson one, energetically sensitive, right? We are more energetically sensitive than when, what we think. We can um, feel energy or we can feel drained after being with a lot of people. Um, 
And sometimes we feel like we're being too much or we're being too overwhelming, but it's not any of those things. It's your survival mode uh, is when you are trying to show up in spaces where you really shouldn't be. And then, and I have been learning that with myself and recognizing that, man, I'm having a survivor mode hangover. Um, and when we recognize where that is coming from, we end up learning more and more about what's going on, where are we at um, in our healing journey and recognizing that um, I'm definitely sensitive to different energies that I come across. And I am a therapist. I am a certified life coach. I do a lot of holistic healing practices with my clients. And this is something we talk about all the time, but I really notice for myself, yes, I am really sensitive to energy changes. And you might hear those things. I mean, everyone knows what an empath is, or if you don't, look it up. But people that are empathic are going to be more sensitive to energy shifts. Here's the thing about all of that, though. Recognizing that I am energetically sensitive has been a gift because now I can adjust to where I'm at in that moment. It is not other people's responsibility to adjust because my energy is feeling drained. It was my, it's always been my responsibility. And that was a big lesson for me. That was lesson one, because when I reviewed and reflected over the last four years, there was a lot of things that came up that I could have avoided a lot of situations, um, but I put myself in and thought I could handle it and then realized I went against my gut feeling. And so this is you. Become more aware of what feels aligned with you energetically and what doesn't feel aligned with you energetically. That awareness is going to help you not get drained or burned out. It will reduce how many times you feel burned out or drained. And when we stay true to our own energy and stay in alignment with where we're at, we help our nervous system, right? We help our nervous system kind of get more stabilized. Survivor mode is not a great place to be. And if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I've been there for so long. I hear you. I've been there myself and I've been coming out of survivor mode for the last four years. And that must, that may sound like a long time to some people, but the last four years ago, that's when I recognized I've been living in survivor mode for way too long. And so the awareness was big for my healing journey and recognizing my energy needs to be um, treated with sacred love. So going on the lesson two is money blocks and learning how to rewrite write the narratives or the belief systems that I grew up with. So money blocks and financial stress can shape the narrative that we're terrible with money, right? But through the healing, my own healing journey, I gained more awareness of how I am with money and that when I was feeling overwhelmed and I was feeling out of, you know, like life was out of control, there was chaos. That is when I would start freaking out about money. Um, I would freak out about stability or then I would spend money at the same time. I'm freaking out about money. Um, 
because I was trying to find some type of control over my life because the external world was feeling out of control. And what I found through that whole healing process was, wait a minute, where is this money block stemming from? Is this even my money block or was this something that I grew up with? And really going back and reviewing money blocks and the narratives that were coming up for me over these last four years, whoa, a lot of the narratives was coming from way back when I was a kid, teenage, from my um, first marriage. And then, I mean, just, just wow. And even coming into my second marriage, the one I'm in now, and have that all followed me. And it wasn't until I started really learning where my blocks were coming in and open, right? Because this was part of the shadow work, open to reviewing some of the behaviors attached to money, the belief systems attached to money, really opened my eyes to, wait a minute, money is a tool and I'm treating it as, as if I'm always in lack. And there's many moments in my life where I was not in lack of anything, but I was creating the story in my head that I was in lack of money, a lack of stability. So the moment I started rewriting, basically, the narrative that was forming in my head for years and years and years, I started to see where the money block came from. And I started to see how it was attached to me personally and how it was showing up in my life. So the deep healing was really helping me open my eyes to what was going on with my money block. And then I started learning how to rewrite and let go of some of those belief systems. So now when I want to buy something that may be a little pricey, or I, if I'm feeling into myself, I ask myself, do I need this? Do I feel like this is in alignment with me? And now I make, make choices about the direction of where my money's going more and more. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at it. But I've got a lot better now that I'm more open to understanding when I'm having a money block, I now know how to move through that. Does that make sense? Like really self-reflecting, like why am I feeling this way about money right now? What's going on in my life that I'm feeling not okay with money? A lot of exploring my feelings really helped me come out of those money blocks. Uh, lesson three, fear of failure attached to protect uh, perfectionism. So fear of failure is still a little struggle for me. And the perfectionism that I struggle with fuels, fuels the fear of failing, failing. And so many of us actually struggle with this. I work with a lot of women that talk about this very thing. Their fear, their fear of failing, but they also fear not being perfect. And what I have found in, in being stuck in that place, it is becoming more and more clear to me that that is a trap for um, becoming a workaholic. And when we are a workaholic and we're focused on being perfect and trying to be successful at everything and not fail, that is us avoiding the deeper issues. That is us avoiding addressing them. That is us keeping ourselves busy in our head and 
definitely looking for the um, validation that we're so good at what we do at our job and we're so good at this. And I, I can go on and on myself and many people I've talked to that have struggled with that. And when I start doing my own healing, I recognize, oh my goodness, this was actually me avoiding deeper issues. You know, I'm thinking I can work and see this, these many people and I'm doing so great. No, I wasn't. I wasn't doing great at all. And it was really over these last four years, I got deeper and deeper and deeper into this recognizing working long hours and trying to do the best to be perfect was detrimental to my well-being. And when I start recognizing that this was not healthy for me, this is when true healing in my life started emerging itself, started coming more and more. Um, it, was a, it was more noticeable what was going on. I was becoming more aware of it. So if this is you, really, it's time to sit down with yourself and be like, why am I fear of failing why am I wanting to be perfect where does that stem from what is going on with that story why am I pushing myself so hard um to the point of burnout and why am I avoiding these deep-rooted emotional wounds that I don't want to look at why am I avoiding this and that's what I kind of did and the moment I start focusing in um there were some stories that were coming up from long ago that I thought I had done, dealt with, and I haven't. So lesson three, fear of failure and perfectionism. Do the deep dive, sit with it. If you're just, if you're like me, you're was a workaholic, ask yourself, why were you pushing yourself to the point of detriment, um, to the detriment of your health, right? Mental, emotional, um, physical and spiritual. Why were you pushing yourself so hard? Lesson four was people pleasing and trauma responses. So I began understanding that people pleasing, and I knew this because I, I would work with my clients and talk about it. But the moment I started directly at myself, I was like, oh my gosh, people pleasing and poor boundaries was linked to a lot of my trauma responses. And I started realizing I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I'm not going to be everyone's vibe, right? I'm not going to be vibing with everyone. And there's people out there that are not my cup of tea. And it's okay. And it was when I started recognizing that I needed more healthy boundaries in my life. It became a game changer in the journey that I was on. And the people pleasing was me saying yes to everything yes to everything and I didn't want to do that anymore I was like why am I saying yes yes to this yes to that I was burning myself out it was ridiculous so once I recognized that a lot of my people-pleasing behaviors and poor boundaries was connected to my trauma responses game changer I was able to put two and two together and go on this healing journey in a way that made sense to me. And please know that this was hard. Healing is hard. With any, I, I see these things on social media where people are like, I've done this and this and this, here's my blueprint. Well, here's the thing. It's different for everybody. And the one thing I will always say about healing is 
you have to be in a place of being open to it because it's hard. It is not an easy, easy thing to do. It's messy and it's uncomfortable. And the lessons I'm sharing with you that I've learned myself, those have been hard lessons for me. Those were not easy. And so when we are open to the healing journey and we know it's going to be difficult and challenging and messy and uncomfortable, but we, we know it's going to be the best thing for our well-being, you will move through that in a way that aligns to you. Okay. Um, lesson five was unhealthy coping mechanisms. I I rather call these numbing mechanisms. Um, so truth be told, I am a, I can be a binge eater. Um, another trauma response because I, I used to use food growing up and even in my adulthood as a form of um, self-soothing. Well, then I attached that to binge drinking, excuse me. And the binge drinking was, I would have sit down in, a, in one sitting having, you know, three or four glasses of wine or three or four beers. And I come from a family of addiction. My family on both sides, mom and dad's sides, alcoholism just runs rampant on both sides. So when I struggled with different things throughout my life, I would always find food or alcohol. And those two together soothe me. But those things together were actually numbing mechanisms. I was avoiding dealing with what was happening in my body, what the emotions were being trapped. I didn't want to deal with my emotions that were coming up. So food and alcohol just became, I thought, a great way to cope with things. And it wasn't. It was numbing. It was numbing. And how I started moving out of those behavior patterns was through shadow work. So I had to have a real talk with myself about what was going on. Um, somatic therapy, really understanding what's going on in my body, moving the emotions out of my head, bringing it into my body in a way that I can start recognizing what was actually happening in my body. What emotions was I um, storing in my body? And then breath work. Breath work helped move a lot of the emotions out. And um, I, I do work with my clients through some breath work sessions and even they're like, I had no idea. There was no talking. You're just guiding me through a breath obsession that this released so much. I'm like, I know. And the reason why I know, because I did breathwork classes or I took breathwork courses, um, you know, to learn more about it. And then I started using breathwork practices to move through some of my own emotions, still doing that. And when I did the shadow work, somatic therapy, and breath work session practices, that is when a lot of things were becoming um, revealed to the root of some of these unhealthy behaviors. And I was like, oh my God, I had to really come to a place where I had to recognize that I wasn't really taking care of myself. And being in the world of trying to guide others over these last four years, what I have learned part of this is to be the student first, to be doing the work on a continuum and then trying to guide others and be a teacher after I've been doing the work, right? And that's been a huge, huge awareness for me. And uh, 
coming to a place where I realized I am a binge drinker. That was a hard, that was hard. That was hard. Binge eating was like, oh yeah, I'm just comfort eating, you know, but recognize that I've been a binge drinker was hard and I haven't drank. I decided September of 2023, I was going to not drink and I didn't. And um, in January, I slipped up and I was like, oh, there it is. I was struggling. I was having anxiety. I was definitely not in my body and I had some wine. And I was like, okay, there's that trauma response, anxiety, feeling that in my body, feeling overwhelmed. Okay. I'm really aware of when I do any type of binge drinking, it's when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm not feeling in my body. So I haven't drank since the ending of January and we are February 13th. Some people are like, oh man, you're starting all over. Nope. I am just recognizing that was a moment that I was not in my body and I had a lot of anxiety and I went to my default system and I now recognize that I'm not going to do that anymore. See, I'm aware of it. So I hope that helps you. Um, if you're listening to this, if you're struggling with some type of binge eating or binge drinking or some type of something that is an addictive um, behavior, know that healing helps you come out of that addictive behavior because now you're bringing more and more awareness to it. And I can honestly say shadow work was a big part of me recognizing my own stuff versus looking at my family members and, oh my God, how are they doing? And they're struggling. No, it got me to look at me. I me to look at my own stuff. And um, so when you do the work and go deeper in, to the darkest places, that is where all the miracles are. That is where all the wisdom is. I always say my shadow self, she is so wise. And I feel like when I connect with her and move through some shadow work, I'm like, oh, there's some nuggets right there. Um, so that was lesson five, kind of lo really looking in at some unhealthy behaviors that have been a root that has been rooted in me for so long. And now I'm able to really help clients and go, listen, I get it. When I say I get it now, I get it. Um, and so if you're struggling, please find someone to work with, find a therapist, find a life coach that is deep trained in holistic practices like somatic therapy and shadow work and breath work. Um, you don't have to do this alone. Uh, I went back to therapy when I realized I, I actually need help with this. And therapists, when you're a therapist and a coach and you're trying to find a therapist that's had like a therapy coachy way, it's not easy. But I went back and I'm so glad I'm, I'm now working with the person that I'm working with. Um, lesson six is soul deep journey. So I told you about lesson one through lesson five. Lesson six is basically really coming to terms that it's time for you to face your shadow. It's time for you to go inward. And it's not a sprint. It's not you racing through this work. Um, it is really allowing yourself to be open to the process and recognizing it's navigating through 
two different realms of who you are, you, the dark side and the light side, and unraveling the layers of your being and embracing all of that complexity that's within you. We all have a dark side, that shadow person, we have a light side, and they work well when you bring them together. They don't work well when you keep them apart. You're going to get stuck in your energy, your um, energy that's stuck in your body, wounds that are stuck in your body, emotions that are stuck in your body. You're going to be stuck in belief systems. I, I'm telling you this because I've been stuck and I've been there before. So when you align these two together and you do the work, knowing that you're entwining the dark side and the light side together, oh my gosh, it is wild how things start opening up and you start becoming more aware of who you are, more aware of your own behaviors versus looking at everybody else's, right? You become more aware of your own self, which is so key in the healing process. It really is. All right. So I'll just have my little paper. Um, you're wondering, you're probably wondering, why am I sharing all this with you? Because I've had people ask me when I share certain things, they're like, well, why do you share some of that with people? Well, because I want people to understand healing isn't butterflies and unicorns and rainbows, right? No, it is not. It's messy, it's uncomfortable, and it's downright hard. It's so hard. And this is not to deter people. It's just, I want you to understand that it, it is hard. It's a hard journey. And the moment you go on there and you make a commitment to it, I swear it's worth it. It's just getting to doing it can be a really hard step. Um, but with that said, love and light does play a role in it. It's just not the only thing to healing. And that is where I feel like, we get stuck in that love and light. We just want to feel good all the time. Great. But it doesn't last, right? We have to bring dark and light together. And when we integrate with our dark side and our light side, it, it becomes very aware to us the purpose of why we're here. We become more... Um, connected to this inner wisdom that's always been there. And we are more open to the process of healing than before, because now you're starting to feel your body. You're starting to bring the emotions in, in a way that you're not avoiding them and you're not using numbing mechanisms to not feel. You're actually saying, okay, no, I have to feel this. So it's okay. Cause I know I'm going to come out of this. See? You will come out of that dark place. We're not there forever. We just have to go visit sometimes to do the work to see what's going on. Uh, and then we can come out of the light and go, that was holy, holy moly. That was a lot. But I'm glad I did it. So if you're listening to this or you're watching um, to those people on the healing journey or who have been on a healing journey, I want you to know I see you and I hear you. And I ask that you sit with the pain. Don't avoid it. Don't run from it. I ask that you sit with it. I ask that you normalize discomfort through your healing journey. And then I ask that you can repeat this mantra. It's a mantra that I use. It's a mantra that I share with my clients. Um, I am in the process of healing 
I am now safe to heal. I am in the process of healing and I'm now safe to heal. I am in the process of healing and, and it is safe to heal. When you say that at least three times, you allow yourself to be open to healing and you allow yourself to know that you're in the process of healing. Not I'm in the process of being healed. I'm in the process of healing. And through the healing journey, be compassionate with yourself. Give yourself a loving hug because that's what I sometimes do to remind myself. I do love myself. I do love myself. So when you hug yourself, allow yourself to feel the hug, the love for yourself, and take a deep breath and just feel into that. This form of self-love, self-compassion can go a long way because that hugging yourself is another body sensation that you're bringing back to yourself that you're recognizing this is safe. This is safe love. This is safe hugging. Um, so explore your emotions without trying to fix anything. Be an observant of them, explore them, ask your emotions questions, right? You don't need to fix anything. There's no fixing because we're not broken. Um, what else? Remember your shadow has the key to your healing, your growth, resiliency, courage, self-compassion, to your self-love and to forgiveness of yourself forgiving yourself for holding on to all of it for so long. And it will help you to forgive other people. I'm not saying that what they did to you was right and not saying that they were, they get away with it or if they, you know, do. It's more of, I release you. I will no longer allow you to rent free space in my unconscious I release you and I forgive myself for allowing that to um, make me not well, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And then you start having this profound transformation. So that's why shadow work and there's so many other different types. I'm just naming the three that I focused on for myself and help others is shadow work, somatic therapy, and breath work. Okay, so if you're driving, you can come back to this later, um, but there's a journal prompt and I'll put it in the show notes as well. The journal prompt is um, you diving a little bit into your shadows, just, just opening up the door. Just wanna kind of give you a, mm, we're gonna open up and see what, what's there. Um, what is one aspect of yourself? What is one aspect of yourself that you've been hesitant and resistant to explore or accept. What is one aspect of yourself that you have been hesitant or resistant to explore or accept? Take a moment to sit in a quiet place and reflect on that question. And if you feel comfortable sharing your thoughts about this topic, um, please share in the comments below either on Spotify or Apple, only if you feel comfortable. You don't have to share, 
But if you do share, I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic and kind of what came up for you during your reflection. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for um, listening to my podcast and we're now watching my podcast. Oh, this was so nerve wracking. Me watching myself, record myself. I, I have, oh, I gotta get used to this. I have to get used to this. Um, so let's embrace this journey together. Um, and until next time, soul family, uh, blessed be. And I look forward to many more um, podcasts of tips and insight on how we can all move forward in our healing journey. All right. Much love to you all. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Gatherings Podcast with Kathleen Stark. Hope you enjoyed the show. I look forward to you joining me and having many discussions on future topics such as mental health, integrating spiritual development in our healing journey, and many other holistic approaches to healing, learning, and growing within. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until then, blessed be.